You are listening to the Holistic Travel Nurse Podcast. This episode is for you. This one is so good. This is about um, knowing what to do and know your enemy. Know that the what lies have been told to you since 2020 in this planned ten- pandemic and how to fight the battle. Um, this is something I got off of that church who put on a huge thing. This is Dr... Henry Ailey, a naturopath, and this is that he did a, a free and brave conference. I wish it was everywhere, but you know what YouTube would have taken it down. You know, this is why I don't have YouTube anymore. Church of Glad Tidings, a church that's doing it right. Thank you, Pastor. And I'm going to take it and share it, and I hope that you um, do something with what you're hearing. And, you know, go take all the data he's saying and go compare it. Here you go. It's for you. This is one of the highlights in my life. Um, Years ago, uh, about 20 years ago, um, I was at my end. And I know some of you have been there too. I was at my end and I had a conversation with God. I got down on my knees and I said, I'm done. I want to come home. And God came into the room And God said to me, you can come home anytime you want. Just know that the way you feel there is the way you will feel here. I said, God, and I had tears streaming down my face, of course, right? I said, God, I don't care. I want to come home. God said, listen, if you stay there, I promise to show you some of the most beautiful things you'll ever see in any lifetime. Can I get an amen? Now, how do we make God laugh? Tell him our plans, right? So I interpreted that as I get to go see some cool stuff. I get to go see the Grand Canyon arches and all these things, right? (laughs) And I could hear this voice chuckling at me over the years. And I'm like, what? What? It's pretty cool. He's like, yeah, it's pretty cool, but that wasn't what I meant. Each of you here today inviting me into the privilege of your presence is what God meant. So I mean this from my heart. Can I get an amen? Can we second that, right? I didn't know, God, that this is what you meant, but my cup runs over. So thank you, thank you, thank you all. Thank you for inviting me here. I hope I can inspire you to do what Pastor Dave and Christo were just talking about in terms of courage, right? One of the things that is so powerful, and I love uh, one of my favorite poets, Maya Angelou, I was so privileged to hear her speak one time. She's so powerful, she was so powerful. One of my favorite quotes from her is, um, one of my favorite quotes is, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. (laughs) But one that I really like that she shared was, Courage is the most important of all virtues because without it, one cannot practice any other virtue with consistency. 
right? It takes courage to print that document out that Christo put together. It takes courage to sit at your school board meeting. It takes courage to talk to your family. It takes courage to say, that injection ain't for me. It takes courage to do these things, but something happens, like Christo said, it gets addictive, <laughs> right? So what I hope you get out of this weekend is that addiction, that addiction to doing what's right, okay? I don't need a governor's permission to be free. And I can assure you, I'm way past asking for forgiveness. So, what I would like you all to do to get started, I'm a teacher at heart, this is what I do. I like to get the energy of the room together. I would like you all to join me in saying aloha. And now I would like you to join me in finding someone you have not hugged before in your life and giving them a hug. people and honor the Constitution that we believe in. Agreed? Agreed. Next thing, educate and empower your loved ones, right? Somebody said to me, I'm anti-vax. I said, I'm pro-vitamin D. <laughs> I didn't know we hated the sunlight, right? And lastly, like Pastor Dave was saying, working at grassroots level in your county, make noise. Make them feel you. I will not allow another child to be hurt with me being silent on it. Agreed? Amen. Okay? So if that means when you go shopping, somebody gave you a hard time because you didn't want to put on a face diaper, bring a hundred people with you the next time and tell them, what happens to dollars when you send them away? You go broke, right? We will not shop and spend our money in places that don't honor and respect us, in places that discriminate and try to segregate us, agreed? Now, does that mean in maybe year one we have to do a little bit of sacrifices? Yes. Are you willing to do those sacrifices? Yes. Because guess what will crop up, especially when you have great people like Pastor Dave organizing things. Businesses that say, we agree with you. Come spend your money over here. Amazon doesn't get another penny of my money ever. Neither does McDonald's. 
Right, some of y'all like Mickey D's is kind of good. I don't know, Doc. But you feel me, right? So you'll be able to go to Stand for Health Freedom. Oh, excuse me. And uh, fill that out. And it's, it takes you literally 15 seconds to call. Join us in the call for a grand jury. These work. These get us on the phones with congressmen and attorney generals. And we have people that are interested. We just need your support. Will you do this for us today? Yeah. Great. We have other things that are available, excuse me, and with this one, when you go here, you'll be able to watch more stuff from Dr. Martin as well. We, he was so gracious to give us his time and attend a, a virtual summit, so you can watch those videos for free. Everything I do is for free. I do not profit off of this. I will not profit off of this. I have not charged a patient in over a year and a half for any of my service. Can I get an amen on that? Now, if you want to get some more information, we just did a, a tribunal. How many of you like Dr. Mercola? Yeah. Cool dude, right? We just did an interview with him in Sayer G, Green Med Info. You can watch that for free through the Organic Consumers Association, okay? You can go there, sign up, spread it like wildfire, okay? They can't stop us from talking about the truth. And guess what else they can't stop us from doing? You know what the secret to my success is, I think, right now? Because I've made some enemies. You think I have? You think I've made a couple enemies here or there, right? Probably. Governor of my state don't like me very much, okay? But they haven't been able to attack me. You know why? Two reasons. All I do is ask questions, and all I do is ask to collaborate with them. People who have goodness in their hearts, when you say, hey, I want to help, what do they say? What else do they say? Thank you. People who don't have your best interest at heart, when people try to help them and collaborate them, what do they do? Shun you, ignore you, vilify you. But you can't vilify somebody who's just asking to help. Play the game, right? Play the game. So, my team and I, when did we know something was wrong? Very wrong. We started studying data out of Italy. We got all our hands on all the Italy data right on. And look at this curve. You see the blue line at the top? Those are cases. Orange line in the middle, those are the cases that had to be hospitalized. And then the gray line at the bottom, those are the deaths. That's what a normal curve looks like in a country, okay? That's what a normal curve looks like. So this is April 20th. We had a full picture of what we were supposed to be expecting here in the United States. Because this curve was replicated in South Korea, it was replicated whether you agree with the data or not in China, and it was being replicated around the world in other countries. And then we went and looked at our, ours. And as a team, we were all like, <laughs> how many of you like Scooby-Doo when you were kids, right? Right? <laughs> makes sense, right? Two things I want to point out here, okay? So you don't have to know. There's that, that top line is the blue line. That's going to be cases, okay? Middle line is going to be hospitalizations. Bottom line, the gray line is deaths. Do you see that big distance between the blue line and the orange line? That's telling us that there's a lot of people who are testing positive, but nobody's going to the hospital. This isn't an emergency, okay? This isn't an emergency. But then, look at that circle. You see that red circle up there? What? 
ain't no bell-shaped curve I ever seen. That's the most cracked bell, Liberty Bell don't have nothing on that. How did y'all do that? That's what we started asking, right? Because I'm like, I know, let me put it like this. I went back and I did this in Excel. I went back and cracked open a calculator. It was like, this, 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 you know, you pull a little thing that this doesn't make sense. So something was wrong, okay? Very, very wrong. So why did the American curve look so different compared to the Italian curve? Well, we went digging. March 24th, we find this document from the CDC and the National Vital Statistics System. What we found were two important things. Will COVID-19 be the underlying cause? The underlying cause depends on what and where conditions are reported on the death certificate. Is that a true statement? Yes. See, this is how they do it. They put a couple of true statements in there and then weave in their lie. This is why you gotta read the ingredients and not the marketing on your packages, right? However, <laughs> the rules for coding and selection of the underlying cause of death are expected to result in COVID-19 being the underlying cause more often than not. This is March 24th last year, y'all. How in the world could you say that? That ain't medicine, that's not science. It gets worse. Should COVID-19 be reported on the death certificate only with a confirmed test? What do you say to that question? Hold on, what do you say? Yes, right? Yes, only with a confirmed test. I got all this hair and things going on, what's happening here? All right. COVID-19 should be reported on the death certificate for all decedents where the disease caused, in bold, now this is in bold, or is assumed to have caused or contributed to death. What? They think we're stupid. Did you need a PhD to figure out that that was wrong? Is that wrong? Yeah. They think we're stupid. Devil thinks we're dumb. I love it. Certifiers should include as much detail as possible based upon their knowledge of the case, medical records, blah, 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 blah. But here it gets even worse. If the decedent had other chronic conditions, such as COPD or asthma, that may have also contributed, these conditions can be reported in part two. Now, did I say it in a nice, reassuring voice for you? So it seems like, okay. That's wrong! Part one is the cause of death. Part two is contribution. What they effectively said was that if a person had pre-existing conditions, ignore those, put them in part two where they're not statistically counted, and put COVID up at the top. And guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna give you some money. Money, money, money. Everybody say it with me. Money, right? We're gonna give you some money. We're gonna incentivize this. And then Senator Dr. Scott Jensen goes out and says, that's wrong. And what did they do as soon as he said it? Tried to beat him into the ground, right? But he was right. 
They were giving people $39,000 more than they would have just by putting COVID on there. And did you need to have a confirmed test? No. All you had to do if you're a hospital is say, that was COVID. <laughs> right? Is that wrong? Yes. Well, here's a little visual example, okay? Same person, person on the right, same comorbid conditions, person on the right was dealing with um, influenza. They, they, they got in the hospital, they had some comorbidities, they died um, after that bout. The last thing on part one would say their oldest comorbidity. In this case, for this person, this example, and this example comes from the CDC. This person died not from influenza, they died from COPD, from the oldest known disease process they had. Does that make sense, right? That's how it should be, right? Now, let's say that person, though, didn't die due to influenza. They were assumed to have COVID-19. This is how that death certificate looks for COVID-19. They moved all of the comorbidities to part two. So what does that look like statistically? Did that person die from COVID? It looks like it. But did they really die from COVID? No. That's fraud. And we have laws against that. That's fraud. This is where it gets sick. March 9th, CNBC reports something because we saw this in Italy. CDC reports people over 60 who have chronic illnesses like diabetes, you got to buckle up, you guys are going to be in for a little bumpy ride, right? We knew way back on March 9th who our high-risk demographic was. And what did Cuomo do to that high-risk demographic? He killed them. He put sick people in people who are already high-risk. And what did that do? Newsom did? Guess what? Kate Brown did too. What were they looking to do? Drive up the number of deaths, drive them up quickly, and then who do we get to freak out? Everybody. We get to justify our ridiculously unconstitutional public health policies. Say it one more time. Just let the record show I didn't say that. But I agree. <laughs> now, my dad has a saying I really like. He said, son, <laughs> most people can't count. <laughs> it's his way of saying that people are stupid. <laughs> And I agree. I agree with people at the CDC. They can't count. We did a little analysis based upon how many of you heard last summer 94% uh, of all death certificates had on average 2.6 comorbidities. You heard that one, right? Did you know that that number is now up to 4.0? 
94% of all death certificates associated with COVID-19, according to the CDC, had on average 4.0 comorbidities. That means that those death certificates are likely wrong. We got to correct that count. So my team is trying to get through freedom of information requests, audit uh, those death certificates so we can audit them. We have to get these records, okay? We got to get them. What that means statistically, and this is from February 16th of this year, what that means statistically is that the count on that day, which was at 348,255, may be more correctly registered as 20,895. Does that sound like an emergency to you? Sounds like some people died. Is that sad? Yeah, we're not heartless. Right? But I shouldn't have to surrender my freedoms to people who don't deserve them because you lied about what you did, right? I can be compassionate and free. Amen? It gets worse. Of course it does, Dr. H. You never tell us any good. My girl can't stand talking to me sometimes. So she, when I said I'm, I'm going to drive down here, she said, oh, thank you. <laughs> if I have to hear COVID one more time, COVID, COVID, COVID. True story. All right. True story. I like to tangential a little bit. I went looking for a barbecue. All right, I went looking for a barbecue online. You know, you start looking at different barbecues. Which one am I going to buy, right? I'm hunkering down because I'm tired of being out in public and stuff like that, right? You're looking for a barbecue. What are you expecting to see, Consumer Reports? What are you expecting to see? Barbecue one, barbecue two, barbecue three, barbecue four, right? What was the first sentence was, make sure you get your COVID vaccine. I kid you not. I screamed. I was like, ah! <laughs> can't get away from this stuff. Thank God for cannabis. All right, so. <laughs> That's my line, by the way, okay? So here, here you go, governors. You take that away, them's fighting, right? Now we're going to do some fighting. <laughs> so February 16th. Look at the estimated recoveries in the 0 to 17 age range. This is all CDC data. 99.987. Guess what? It's only gone up. It's only gone up. I'm going to ask you another question. Does that sound like an emergency to you? Does that sound like people in that age demographic need an experimental injection? Why are parents even contemplating this? Fear is the cocaine of the devil. Make sure you don't snort it. <laughs> One of the things I like about this graph, and it's important it. that you do this, is always break things down by age demographics. Don't let them put all this data together. And guess what they should have done on January 1st, 2021? Guess what they should have done? I wonder how many of you caught this. Thank you. They should have reset the board. You start the count over every January 1st. Fear mongering. 
don't snort the cocaine. Why were people being diagnosed with COVID uh, without symptoms or proper testing? I'm going to jam through this. So, Council, State, and Territorial Epidemiologists, let's get this rubber band out of here. Don't want to accidentally trip on that right now. There we go. <laughs> Council, State, and Territorial Epidemiologists, is this a federal organization? What do you think? No, it's not. It's a nonprofit organization heavily funded by vaccine interests. This is issued April 5th of last year. Guess who adopts it by April 14th of last year? CDC. This set all the rules and guidelines for diagnostic criteria for medical professionals right here. Was there any public comment on this? Zero. That's a violation of federal law. It is mandatory that when a federal agency puts in guidance, you have to, absolutely have to open up public content and comment, especially for scientific discussion. They did not do it. It's a violation of federal law. This is, how many of you heard this? At least one of the following symptoms to be diagnosed as COVID. Cough. Anybody can practice medicine if that's the case, right? It's not hard. Heaven forbid, right? <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I've ever read. I've read a lot of stuff, but that's stupid. Then they did this really interesting thing here. Confirmatory lab evidence they made at the PCR test, molecular amplification. But presumptive laboratory evidence they made it testing your blood to see if the virus was actually there. Testing your blood for antibodies. Let me tell you a little secret here. We've never done that in medicine. It's always just the opposite. First of all, you can't get a test unless you have symptoms, number one. But then number two, number two, we check the blood. If you have the virus in the blood, are you infectious? Yeah, yeah, you can spread that. But if you don't have any virus in your blood, can you spread something you don't have? See, what you got to understand is these people don't have love in their hearts. That's why they can't spread it. Can I get an amen? amen. Now, this one really dropped my jaw. Criteria to distinguish a new case of this disease or condition from reports or notifications which should not be enumerated as a new case for surveillance. That's a lot of words, right? Did you, can we read that one again? Because that's like one of those, like, what did you do? What, what? Criteria to distinguish a new case of this disease or condition from reports or notification. You, you ever read a sentence and you got to read it like eight times? You know, what are they trying to say here? They're trying to say, how do we make sure we don't count the same person twice? Why didn't you just say that? You're smart. You have PhDs. How you make... How many books do I have up here? How many books? Not according to the CDC, this is 47 books. What did my dad say about people? Look what they did here. Not applicable until more virologic data is acquired. You're telling me 
that you can't figure out how to get somebody's birth certificate, somebody's driver's license, and a date that they were tested so you can make sure they don't get counted twice or 15 times? Because what were they telling everybody to do if you get a positive test? Can you go to work? No. So, but you got to work. So what did that person do every single day? They went to a new doctor and they got a new test and because there's no system in place to make sure that they couldn't be counted multiple times, how many times they get counted? Multiple times. <laughs> Is that wrong? I see some people in the audience right now having the same look on their face I had when I saw this the first time, okay? This is stupid, okay? I'm not stupid, but this is stupid. So I said, well, why would that be? Look who were the subject matter experts on this nonprofit billion-dollar organization who magically got this huge job. We're the CDC, but we're going to outsource all the rulemaking to this nice nonprofit organization over here because we don't have enough money because of mean President Trump, right? Who just gave us $650 million in a day. Does that sound like it? Does that make sense to you? That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, let's see who's on this. Aaron Hall, where does he work? CDC. Susan Gerber, where does she work? CDC. Sandra Roosh, where does she work? CDC. And here's a name you'll see pop up a lot when you get into the reading. Tom Shimabakuru. Zoonotic expert, because this did develop in a wet market from bat poop. Please. They think we're stupid. The CDC wrote this document and then put it into place without giving you the right to comment on it. Is that wrong? Yeah. Well, it gets worse. You're going to hear that a lot. I'm so sorry. I really. Maybe you'll invite me back. Maybe you won't. I hope you do. So, CDC was saying that there were 45,824 fatalities in the state of New York. But then when you go to the New York State Health Department, they're saying that there's 37,328. This is as of January 11th. What did my dad say again? Most people can't count, right? Look at that difference. I get if you're off by like five, ten, right? They're off by 8,496 deaths. How can I trust anything you're telling me? Amen? Y'all are smart. I like y'all. Just so you don't think I'm a crazy nut job, I always take proof. There's the New York State Department of Health. One of the things I nerded out doing most of last year, I went to every single state health department every single week. I tracked every bit of data they had, and I can call them on every nonsensical BS lie they try to put out. If you're an attorney out there and you want to pick a fight, I want to be in that fight with you. Amen?
And this is what the CDC said. Most people can't count, especially people who are evil and have no love in their hearts. Can't count. So, do we all agree, is manipulating data right or wrong? Is it right or wrong? Is this willful misconduct? Yes. You're getting it. This is good. Yay. All right. So, now, little break, because I know that's a lot of information. I can see, got brother man right here. He's like, his head. You can, you can see the data forming in his brain. And it's like, oh, wait, I'm going down here. Okay. So now, close your eyes, everybody. Think of something that's good. This comes from this question comes from a very wise woman in my life. Think of something that's good. Okay, you ready? You got it? Tell your neighbor what that is. Is that, my, is that clock accurate? Is that clock back there accurate? Is that clock right there accurate? I have, I have an hour left. Yeah, okay. Of course treatments exist. It's ridiculous. They think we're stupid. So we went, we did some digging. Give you some data. I'm gonna drop some numbers on you. How many of you love math? I'm really good at math. I can't spell or pronounce anything to save my life, okay? We all have our limitations, I suppose. We went looking through the CDC. The CDC has been tracking for decades Americans' nutrient status in their bloodstreams. It's called inhane studies. As of 2016, Americans on average, and this is again against minimal amounts. This is not therapeutic amounts. This is just the minimal amounts. As of 2016, Americans, 35% to 45% of Americans deficient in vitamin A. They knew this and they did nothing. Vitamin C, 37 to 46% of Americans deficient in vitamin C. The CDC knew this and they did nothing. Vitamin D, whoa. 65 to 95% of Americans are deficient in vitamin D. The most important nutrient relative to this pandemic. Call it what it is. And they did nothing. 64 to 84% vitamin E, 11 to 15% zinc. Now, why did I highlight these five nutrients? How many of y'all know what I do? How many of y'all, anybody in here know what I do actually, like when I'm not trying to be Captain America, I guess, in here or something? Does anybody know? I'm a naturopathic doctor. Right? Which means I like to ask people about how their poop is. <laughs> How's your poop? It's good. <laughs> I gross my students out sometimes, I gotta tell you. Okay? But I'm the founder of the Energetic Health Institute 
Uh, I have authored, God, at this point, over 200 published works on nutrition and health. Um, I have a whole board certification program in holistic nutrition. I hope you'll check it out, especially if you have somebody in your life that's interested with it, so you can forward them in and connect them, like Pastor Dave was saying, connect people into good communities, right? If you want to learn how to live free, you better learn where your liver is. If you want to learn how to live free, you better learn how to do something on that stove. If you want to learn how to live free, you better learn how to shop. And guess what we're learning more and more every day? If you want to learn how to live free, you better learn how to grow some food. Okay? I feel an amen over there. Can I get an amen? <laughs> we can teach you at the Energetic Health Institute how to learn to live free. Okay? We are all denominational. We're all good people, big hearts, and we work hard. Simple as that. I know a lot of people with good hearts and work hard, and you know what I say to them? Thank you. You my kind of person. I get you, right? We can do better than this. We can fix this. I have been privileged to help consult on hundreds of positive confirmed COVID cases. Guess how many people have recovered? 100%. Guess how long it took them to recover? My days. Guess what I used? Vitamins and God's food. Now, does that mean I don't like ivermectin? No, sounds pretty cool. I've read the study, it seems dope. I just haven't had to use it, thank God. But if somebody, I've heard so many incredible stories from around the world of people who are like, that saved my life. So why can't people get access to something that saves their life? Is that right or wrong? Feel me, right? Hydroxychloroquine. Only reason they vilified it was because of what? Because it works. And who said something about it? <sighs> you know, that dude's been right about a lot more than they give him credit for, right? <laughs> you know what, though? Let me just say one thing about that. I just wish he would put himself in a position to be more likable sometimes. That's all I got to say about that. You know what I'm saying? Right? That's all I got to say about that. Now, vitamin C, okay? This study came out of Wuhan in February of last year. 50 out of 50 people recovered in days who were in seriously bad shape just using IV vitamin C. Look at the cost on that, $12 to $24 per day per person. Does that sound, is that right or wrong? That's right. Why wasn't that issued globally? Hey, we got this. Because the money ain't in the, you see what I'm saying? The money is in keeping people sick. 
you keep people sick, they have tendency to be afraid. People who are afraid have a tendency to listen to people who don't deserve that attention. You understand what I'm saying? It's all part of a plan. It's not an accident for 20 years the CDC's known that Americans are uh, deficient. Where did we first learn that if you're nutrient deficient, you are susceptible to suggestion and control? Where did we first learn that? Where was that first studied? Who knows that? Wait, who's got the Jeopardy scene? Right? What is Nazi Germany? Correct! What do you think they were doing in those concentration camps? How can we control large populations of people and sadistically enjoy ourselves at the same time? What they learned was that if you severely undernourish someone and you introduce heavy metals like aluminum and then put them in front of a repeating visual signal, i.e. 24-hour news cycle, i.e. commercials, they become very susceptible to suggestion. So how do we make ourselves less susceptible to suggestion? You got some smart people here, Pastor Dave. Put the nutrients into your body and tell the devil to go play with somebody else. All right, amen? Vitamin D, great study on Philippine and Indonesia. Look at this right here. With a deficient vitamin D status, the probability of becoming severe or critical with COVID-19 was 72.8%. Three out of every four people were becoming severely ill, meaning a lot of hospitalization and likely death if they were vitamin D deficient, versus just 7.2% with adequate vitamin D. I shared that with a bunch of heads of state health departments and they said, this doesn't prove anything. <laughs> I said, don't you want to at least replicate the study? I can put together a team that we can help you design it. We won't even ask for any money. Click. Wow. Happened. <clears throat> Vitamin D. Oh, let me give you a little note. How many of you like taking little mental notes? That's a lot of numbers, and numbers kind of get me going in a way. First thing you want to do if you got somebody that's loved one that goes into the hospital moving forward for the rest of your lives, make sure that the attending physician, the attending doctor, test them for vitamin D status immediately. Immediately. And if that vitamin D number is below 55, Make sure they initiate oral supplementation of vitamin D immediately. 5,000 to 10,000 IUs, international units of vitamin D, immediately. It has been the advice I've been giving to every doctor and giving to every nurse. You check every admission now who ha is hospitalized. You check them for vitamin D status. If they're below 55, you get it up there. If you don't, that is malpractice in this oh day and age God. with everything we know. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. Now, what are they going to tell you? That doesn't work. So let me say this to you. 
How many hours of nutrition education does an MD get over six years? On average, less than 20. Thousands of hours of education in medicine, on average, they get less than 20 hours of nutrition. Would you go to a mechanic to fix your engine who got less than 20 hours on how to fix an engine? So don't go to them for nutrition. You go to a doctor to get cut. You go to a doctor to have a test run. You go to a doctor to give some radiation and chemo, poisons that they've convinced everybody are actually medicinal. Amazing thing, the power of suggestion, isn't it? Amazing thing. Vitamin D, 10,000 IUs per day of vitamin D for a few weeks rapidly rises your vitamin D levels. That's all it takes. How many of you right here are taking vitamin D? I am. You got some smart cookies in your congregation. Give yourself a hand, right? How many of y'all scared of getting the corona? <laughs> My immune system is a nightmare for any infectious disease. My mask is invisible. <laughs> I love it. This guy is awesome. Here's another one. Of 50 patients treated with vitamin D3, zero deaths occurred. All 50 patients were eventually discharged without complications. Show them this. What do they say? That doesn't prove anything. <laughs> vitamin D. Vitamin D deficiency is associated with higher rates of infections, increased incidence of sepsis, and increased mortality risk among critically ill populations. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Vitamin D. <laughs> Positivity rate. This is in 192,000 people were tested. People who had vitamin D levels below 30 and especially below 20 were twice as likely to contract the virus as opposed to people who had vitamin D levels above 55. What I'm telling you is that if your vitamin D levels are above 55 nanograms per milliliter, if you're above 55, it's a virtual guarantee that you are going to recover. There is nothing to be scared of. Okay? The problem becomes when doctors dismiss this information and they use their standard of care as a ventilator. And they don't think. They were choking people, suffocating them with oxygen. And they said, whoops, I don't have to go home worried about your mom after she died. I can go home and eat dinner. Who has to deal with your mom dying? So who has to be that person's advocate? Which means you better know what you're talking about when you go into those rooms. I've already told everybody in my family something, and I mean this very seriously. If something happens to me, under no circumstances are they to let me go into a hospital. Amen. It's my time.
Now, what's exciting about this is SARS-CoV-2 positivity is strongly and inversely associated with vitamin D levels, a relationship that persists across latitudes, it don't matter where you live, race and ethnicities, it don't matter what color your skin is, both sexes, it don't matter what you got and what you don't got, and all age ranges, it don't matter if you cry because you're old or you cry because you need your diaper changed. It don't matter. The virus doesn't care about any of that. It cares how many nutrients you have in your body and how many you don't. Can I get an amen? amen. Little thing on zinc, we'll skip it. Love this study Dr. Brownstein did in, in Michigan. This is again, July of last year. What did he give them? Vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, iodine, which is something we're learning a little bit more about right now, and a little hydrogen peroxide therapy. 107 out of 107 patients recovered within seven days. Now, does that sound like something that should be blasted on CNN? So why wasn't it CNN? You get what I'm saying? Right? Follow the money. Ain't no money in being healthy. The money is in you being sick. So who's in charge of that? Who's in control of whether or not you're healthy? The governor? I am, right? Point to yourself, me. You have to be a part of your own rescue on this one, folks. And you better be a part of the rescue of the people you love, too. Agreed? Okay, agreed. Just wanted to prove what I was saying. Here's a communication I had with uh, Dr. Dean Seidlinger, the head of the Oregon Health Authority. I met with him on June 30th, and I begged him to let me talk to his team and educate his team and convince them to issue guidance statewide in the state of Oregon for all Oregonians. I said, if you can issue guidance on washing hands, you can issue guidance on vitamin D. If you can issue guidance on me needing to be one, two, three, four, six feet apart, then you can issue guidance on vitamin D. That's right. If you could issue guidance on wearing something that suffocates everybody, then you can issue guidance on vitamin D. Is it wrong to withhold evidence-based treatments from people? Yes. I sent him preliminary research that was coming out. Never got back to me. I followed up with him on July 13th. I am begging you to at least hear me out. Begging in caps. He finally had the nuts. to get on a public expert forum with me in Yamhill County in February. I annihilated him. I got him to admit that they haven't done enough with guidance on nutrition. I got him to admit that patients who are, have an elevated nutrient status recover. And I got him on the record to agree to listen to a proposal 
that I put together so we could get kids back in school, open up our senior long-term care facilities, and get people back on with their lives. And he promised to meet with me. Now, what would you call someone who reneges on their promise? him at least 10 times he refuses to engage with me well we tell on ourselves all the time don't we mm -hmm. so a couple things I'm going to share with you you can get this information in the paper so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it okay we're going to zoom through this this is our guidance that we've issued in our proposal for seniors, adults, and teens with the amounts. Can everybody see that? You can get this through our papers. You can get this in the executive summary that's in the back. We have this for you. It's easy to find and it's free. Children five through 12, same thing. Children one through four, same thing. We know what needs to be done. We know that when you put UV lights in the classroom, it kills 99.9% .9 of all coronavirus including SARS-CoV-2. We know that you can use deionizers. We know that there are safe, clean, clean, green cleaners in there so we don't have to have the accumulation of all of these endocrine-disrupting pollutants that they're spraying every five seconds now. So when I say and share this with people that have the ability to put this into play and they don't do it, I ask you, is that right or wrong? So is ignoring and withholding evidence-based treatments right or wrong? And is this willful misconduct? A jury of our peers, right? Is keeping children out of school without justification right or wrong? Is this willful misconduct? Were federal laws violated? What do you think? Let me show you the Administrative Procedures Act, which says, number two, ensuring the public is able to participate in rulemaking through public comment. They never gave us the opportunity for public comment federally or at any state level. Is that right or wrong? Paperwork Reduction Act creates an office specifically for oversight of all federal agencies. Look what they say specifically requires all federal agencies, including the CDC, to report any potential changes to data collection, analysis, or publication to the Federal Register to accomplish two objectives, notifying the OIRA and giving 60 days for public comment. We looked through the entire Federal Register for those two documents the CDC adopted. Were there any notifications by the CDC to the public that we were contemplating putting those in play? No, that's a violation of federal law. It doesn't matter if it's a supposed emergency or not. There are rules and rules are meant to be followed. Information Quality Act, objectivity. Disseminated information is accurate, reliable, and unbiased. Anybody get a sense that the information <coughs> presented to you is unbiased? Let me prove to you 
How many times have you heard the number of cases in a day? How many times have you heard the number of hospitalizations? How many times have you heard the number of deaths? How many times have you heard the number of recoveries? That's biased data. Not only is it compromised and fraudulent, it's biased. It is a violation of the Information Quality Act. And then there's a whole slew of, I think it's chapter 18, laws that have been violated, including intent to defraud the American people. Yes, it's serious. I think we all agree at this point it's serious, right? And people that did this have to be held accountable. So last October, my team published this, uh, this in a peer-reviewed journal, IPAC. You can read about it. And what it brought us to is, and we covered in here all of this in detail. So anybody want to nerd out? Go ahead and read it. We'd love you for it. Share it with attorneys. Share it with people that are elected officials that actually are pissed and want to do something. And then get in touch with me. We love educating elected officials and attorneys. We love it, love it, love it. Okay? So, is violating federal law right or wrong? Is this willful misconduct? Yes. Do masks work? No. They think we're stupid, but your people are not stupid. You're doing a great job. I got to tell you, this is fantastic. All right? Give yourselves a round. I mean it. Give yourselves a round. You didn't fall for it. Doesn't it feel good? I knew something was wrong and I didn't fall for it. That makes me feel good, right? This comes from CDC Europe on mass. There is limited evidence. Do you know when a major organization like the CDC says limited, you know what that translates as? We ain't got none, okay? There is limited evidence on the effectiveness of medical face masks for the prevention of COVID-19 in community. But you're telling us we have to still do this? Yeah. <laughs> feel like, I just heard like Gilbert Gottfried in my head, you know, that. We identified only one randomized controlled trial What? This was issued in February of this year. It's been a year. There's only been one trial on this? Y'all got billions of dollars. I mean, last time I checked, Bill Gates ain't broke, right? The study showed an 18% decrease in the incidence of COVID-19 among people. That sounds like a lot in the intervention group compared to the control group. However, this difference was not statistically significant. Masks don't work. Let me tell you a story. We just got a call last week from a mom in Oregon whose daughter, 16-year-old, was trying out for the basketball team. Now, they had told all of the team that if anybody violates any of the rules, 
this little abbreviated four-game season, they would cancel it on the spot. Does that sound like a threat to you? It sounds like a threat to me. Our kids have been through enough. I'd be on fire right there if that was my kid, right, hearing that. Little girl comes from track practice. We're outside. She doesn't have to wear a mask because two weeks prior, another little girl crashed at the finish line running 800 meters while trying to wear a mask. How stupid do you have to be to tell a kid to put on a mask and go run two laps around a track as fast as you can? Did you all hear about the two kids in China that died last year doing this? feel like I'm in a Forrest Gump movie sometimes, right? So they said, well, we'll let the kids who are actually running now take off their masks if they're outdoors. What? They're 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
They start administering oxygen, and she comes back in. Duh! And then passes out again. This is a life-threatening situation. Caused by what? MS. Something that does not work. Exactly it is. Exactly it is. Good news, she's okay today. Is forcing children to wear something that doesn't work right or wrong? Is this willful misconduct? Are you getting that term now? This is our ammunition. They've had a year and change with lies. Now we're gonna bring decades of truth to the table. Agreed? So we wrote this paper, published it. This is a 444 page behemoth. But we didn't write it for the layperson. We wrote it for attorneys and elected officials. But we wanna make sure you can get it too. To make it easy to read, we have the first uh, 19 pages are just an executive summary. And we even have a shorter one back there for you because we want you to read it. Okay, so you can be educated. So when people say stupid things to you, it doesn't have to turn into an emotional confrontation. We don't win those. That's what they want us to do. We have to keep our composure, agreed? God's on your side. Don't freak out. So, is asymptomatic transmission a thing? I told y'all I was giving you a shovel, right? It's not. So you need to have a couple things to prove asymptomatic transmission. You have to, number one, make sure there's no clinical signs or symptoms. Agreed? No fever, no cough. Agreed? Right? Then you have to make sure that there's no virus, excuse me, that there is virus in the bloodstream. Agreed? You have to say the virus is there. Then you have to make sure and show that there's no immune response to the virus being there. This is the medical standard of proof. They didn't follow this. Sure. But one team out of China did. And guess how many people they checked for? 10 million, almost 10 million people. Virus cultures were even done on the blood that was drawn. They found out of the 10 million, almost 10 million people, that there were only 300 candidates for possible asymptomatic transmission. 300. Does that sound like that's something that can happen? They checked those people's blood to see if they could culture the virus. Out of those 300 people, how many of them do you think they were able to culture the virus in? Zero! That is definitive empirical evidence that asymptomatic transmission is not possible. Every public health policy is based upon this lie. Every single one. Shouldn't our country at least try to replicate this study on a smaller scale? We have all this money for everything else. They're just using our money left and right. 
Did your check for the Pfizer vaccine come in yet? It did? How much you get? Oh, right? They used our money to make this and then we don't get anything back? All right, this was so good, but he still goes on for half an hour and I don't like my podcasts. Um, again, this is the Church of Glad Tidings who put this on. I don't know why we have not heard this guy. I've never heard him before, this naturopath speak up before. Um, I'd love to have him on the podcast if he happens to hear or you know who he is. But this is so good and this should have been shown out to everybody and it shows the propaganda is lying to you. Um, I hope that this is um, waking you up and you know what to do now. If you want the links that he's talking about, um, it's not even in here. So you have to do some research. It's Dr. Henry Ailey. And, you know, you have to go. And um, it's time to do something, though. It is time to do something. And it's time to non comply. It is time to um, get with like minded people and make massive action. So I hope this helps you to take massive action. Thanks for listening.